Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. Uh, I'm your host for today, Rich Polly, and joining me as usual is uh, young Ben Hibbert. Hello there. Uh, we've got Liam Baker. Buongiorno. And finally joining us, a very special guest today, billionaire philanthropist playboy, Alex Watkins. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I'll take that. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been seeing your TikToks about sailing. You're doing all this charity stuff that we're going to talk about. I just, I'm not sure about billionaire, but I just had to, um, I had to steal a, a couple of lines from, uh, from Iron Man. So why <laughs> not, not? Not quite there yet, but if you see me driving in a McLaren, you'll know some things have changed. <laughs> all right, good. <laughs> Turns cool. Life so, of crime. <laughs> criminals don't drive McLarens. They beat, drive, drive beat up panel vans and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> they drive them if they've stole them. That's true. Um, so anyway, thank you very much for coming on to join us, Alex. It's uh, it's a pleasure. I know we've been trying to get you on for a little bit, and then um, we finally pulled our finger out and actually asked you. And sent I was going to say, thing, so. I don't remember you ever asking. Well, we were chatting about it, you know, and uh, and and going, yeah, yeah, we definitely should. And then none of us bothered. And then Liam was proactive for once in his adult life um, and reached out to you. So it's all been good. Um, awesome. So cool. Uh, so we've got quite a bit of um, stuff that we want to talk to Alex about. We're going to do a little bit of an interview um, and ask Alex a little bit about kind of the, the work that he used to do uh, when he was working at FFG. Um, but primarily, we want to talk about the um, the raffle that you've organised. Um, so I, I know a lot of our listeners are are, are in on your raffle already. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to chat a little bit about um, our first week's um, I'm going to say failings in the uh, the Australian trilogy. Speak for yourself. Um, Speak for yourself, Rich Polly. <laughs> as a team, we did not succeed as a team. <laughs> <laughs> we win and lose together um, by playing the worst game of X-Wing I've ever seen in my life. Um, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll talk on that later. At on. least it was recorded so everyone can laugh at it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so literally the worst. Right. Okay. So, um, Is it as bad as that time Liam was on stream? <laughs> Which time? You forgot how droids work. <laughs> I forgot how I worked. I forgot how my laptop works. Everything. <laughs> Brain switched off. But we're going to talk about that later because we want to get to the main event to, to start off with. So we're going to have the, the the we're going to have a quick chat with Alex. Then we're going to well not as quick chat. It's going to be a long chat with Alex. I, I hope. Um, and then uh, full of interesting stuff. And then uh, we'll we'll touch on some of the other bits and bobs later on. We want to talk about Sith Taker Open. We want to talk about. The trilogy tournament as well. So, Alex, what do you yeah. want to talk about first? Should we go? Should we go straight in with the raffle? Yeah, let's talk about the little event we've got planned. Well, what's a... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's I've a crazy got some thing about stuff it. For the first hundred people or so that buy tickets, you'll all get something, and we'll raffle the rest. But I don't think I'll go over that. And no. get... T- tell us how much you've raised so far. That's a, that's a um, good place to start. I should have, you know, I probably should have had a look before I came on here, shouldn't I? Um, I think I, I put a typo up before. I think it's just short of about eight thousand pounds now, holy um, moly. which is which is insane. Because uh, when I first set about, I thought, well, if I could make fifteen hundred two grand, we could do something nice for Phoebe, and then maybe raise some money for the trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it all kind of snowballed a little bit. It went from what was going to be me sat in my games room. Um, doing a live stream on my phone uh, with a few things I had bouncing around uh, to um, I get it's kind, of, it's kind of gone international. We've got a whole separate event happening in Australia on the same day. Uh, they've got a tournament going on and they're going to run another raffle with some different prizes, all raising money for the same cause. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the kind of the news I've got for you guys we're going to talk about is I'm going to come up to the Siftaker Open as it's on the same day. Um, and we're going to run the raffle from there on your live stream you guys will have set up. Um, and are I, you gonna, I was going to say gonna it's... play at the Sith Taker Open and also do your raffle? That's the question. <laughs> I might bring some ships with me. I might play a couple of games. I'm not going to the tournament. Um, okay. I've been taking a little bit of a hiatus of general competitive play, just uh, mm-hmm. uh, taking a break. Personal reasons mostly, just kind of um, re-leveling re, re, uh, my existence and what's, what my normal is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's I'm kind of a bit through that now, so it feels like a good time to actually come to an event and and get back in with the community, especially when you guys have been so amazing uh, with the fundraising. Yeah, I mean, it it was kind of crazy because you did the initial post, and you know, we we did the the thing that the community does, which is you know, everybody that picks up on it, you know, links it to different places, and uh, obviously the um, the thing that initially caught everybody's attention was, oh, there's op punch that's yeah. never been available for win but you did release a video a couple of days ago that asmodee reached out and very politely asked you but in with a yeah. very very stern but polite voice well said, yeah the, please don't do that <laughs> that's that's it i it's basically a misunderstanding on my part of what i mm-hmm. what i could and couldn't do um the person reached out a lovely person couldn't have been more you know, casual conversation of uh, look you, you shouldn't really be doing this i argued my case uh, I was wrong, um, but, uh, <laughs> but what, I, what I would say is they were really supportive of of what we're trying to do, mm-hmm. and I didn't actually ask for anything. They offered things, um, and it's now they actually have offered since then more. So it's going to be the two gauntlets, um, a copy of Star Wars Unlock, and um, I think it's uh, the love Let- the Star Wars love letter, and the names just evaded me. I can't remember what they called the the version of Love Letter that they've done for Star Wars, but that's going to be in there as well, which would be cool. I think it's um, exciting. Yeah, Love Letter is one of my favorites. I don't know what those are, so I I shall Google them. It's like a little, it's it's quite a casual game, but it's quick. It's fun, like, quick game. Okay. Yeah, and I haven't played the Star Wars one. What what is Unlock? Uh, Unlock's an escape room game. I was just looking at that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have to admit. It is Oh, the Star Wars one. Yeah, yeah. I was I, uh, surprised we uh, did it. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I first saw it at the Games Expo, uh, Games Expo, sorry, and I played it like they did the little intro thing, but then we managed to come away with a copy, and it's quite fun. Uh, the way it gets you to think about solving the puzzles, uh, it was above me at times. I struggled to open the box, <laughs> to, be, to be honest, but. Did you just chew one of the corners off and get it like that? <laughs> I had to chew two off. <laughs> that does cool. look cool. So I mean, the the um, the raffle itself, and it's it's awesome that Asmodee have done that. Oh, um, there there may be some disappointed people, but you know, I I understand um, corporate um, corporate kind of events and corporate governance, and you know, corporate way basically saying, you know, we find out about this thing and and it, and it can't happen, and you know, you've got um, relationships um, from your past career there. Um, and obviously, yeah. you know, that, well, the bit that, that would have been a, a difficult conversation, I guess. No, definitely. And the bit that I think I'd be most upset about is I, I was definitely under the impression that what I'd shown wasn't ever going to be public mm-hmm. um, or wasn't going to be all the kits didn't make it out. But what my understanding is, is that the prizes are going to be available at some point. Um, oh. or at least some of them are. So and they didn't that's... chuck it all on a big fire when they moved everything no. to Seattle to AMG. <laughs> yeah, they, didn't, they didn't put it in the shred. They didn't shred. destroy all my work. No, they kept yeah. some of it, which is nice. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll so, repackage this later on and, and release yeah, it in the future. Yeah, and, and that's great. And that, that, that makes me happy. So if, if that's mm. the reason, and I'm not 100% sure it is, but I get the feeling that might have triggered the, the kind of the communication, um, yeah. then great. And like I said in the video, if it does become a prize, then I'll schedule something um, further down the road once it's out there and it's not an unreleased item. And uh, everyone who's got a ticket will be in that one as well. Okay, so a bit of an opportunity to pimp the raffle in case there's anybody listening to the podcast that hasn't talked about it. When are tickets still for sale until? Is it up until the 5th or are they shutting up a bit earlier than that? So in the morning of the 5th, it'll all shut down and that's when I'll contact everyone with their numbers. Yep. Um, I think at the moment it's over 9,000 tickets, um, which is crazy. I'm actually having to get custom tickets made. Because you can't, you can't get numbers one to a thousand in the same color anyway. You have to have custom ones done. So I'm getting custom tickets made. Um, yeah, no, the raffle's going to be great. Um, the amount of people, and there'd be people listening to this who'll have had responses from me who, who reached out and said, hey, I'd love to support. I'd like to donate this and, and, and some other things. Mm-hmm. So many people were so kind to do that that I had to start saying no. <laughs> we got, just got to the point where it was going to become like a 10-hour stream. Um, of prizes and I just had to say look I really appreciate it but um, I'm going to stick where I am right now with what I've got and uh, I'll let you know if I, I need to double back on it mm-hmm. um, which is an awesome problem to have Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you know everybody in the community I think has got um, a drawer or a box of um, official OP stuff or you know unique or interesting things um, where they kind of are like well I don't use this so I guess if I can give it to somebody and you know, they can get some more money for charity out of it, and then that's probably for the best. So, you know, you've got people with 16 sets of official OP templates because they win one at every tournament <laughs> that they go to, you know what I mean? And or, But then, you know, you'll also have the people with the best the best intentions going, I've got this massive collection of alt arts, and you're like, yeah, but they're, they're unofficial and they're cool, but I, yeah, I, I don't want them, <laughs> you know. Can't get well, rid of I, them. not one at a when time. When I was offered all those cards from Singapore, um, yeah. I couldn't say no. They're stunning. Um, yeah. So they're definitely they were And I've got some other non-official things to to add to the pile as well, mm-hmm. um, which are very pretty, and I'll be uh, showing them off soon as well. well. I'm pretty glad that you've just said you're not open for more donations because that saved me from trying to think about whether or not. The- <laughs> Pull something out of a drawer that I've got for you. But well, it got... could become an annual thing. Who's, who knows? Maybe maybe next maybe. time next year we'll be doing something else with, uh, and I'll be calling up on everyone who who offered before. Cool. So tickets are around about a pound each, but you get a few more if you buy twenty quid's worth. It's like twenty for eighteen pounds or nineteen pounds or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. It's you, kind of you get a free one when you yeah. when you get up to twenty, and then you can buy them in up to a hundreds because otherwise the um the website times out while you're filling in. Your yeah. Details. I, it was that was amazing. Someone actually messaged me and said, "Can you add a hundred option?" We, because, we, know, we know who it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. I think we, you may think lots of people might know who it is. And, yeah, he's, and, he's one of one of ours. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was kind of one of those moments where I thought, "Well, yeah, sure, I'll do that. that. That's really generous. Thanks very much." And then nine other people also bought a hundred tickets at a time. <laughs> so there's ten people who've used that ticket purchase, which I was not expecting, and it's very yeah. nice. I mean, it's it's awesome, and it. I think we've we've always kind of low key known what the community 
was able to do and willing to do because there's always been charity events and and when you were working um in in both asmodian and ffg um you, there was a a kind of a, an unwritten thing which was if you ask alex he'll probably help you if it's a charity event and you know yeah <laughs> some people have got miranda donny spot glosses from you know version one from you know char- random charity events that they went to and you know there was eight of these things just there and everyone was like oh where, where did these come from? And it was like, Alex, don't Yeah, the, the Bigs and Miranda's my favorite ones to pull out for little events and just people were like, wait, there are more of these? I'm like, oh yeah, I've got a draw for. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, and, and I know how much they sell for an eBay guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone like you let out, you push the price down a little bit. That's <laughs> <laughs> so what I had to be careful. <laughs> don't want to flood that market. No way, man. Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about Phoebe, who we're raising the money for? Because I know you've done yeah. a couple of videos and stuff for um, different audience and all that. So do, do you want to just um, take a couple of minutes to talk to us about about why we're, why we're raising this money now? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, so Phoebe is a daughter of um, one of my, my colleagues and a good friend, Rob, who I'm seeing tomorrow, actually. I'm going to head down to, to Battersea Power Station where we're doing some work. Um, and um, he's a great guy. When I, when I, so when I kind of came back to the UK and... Um, I was figuring out what I was going to do. And then I, I went into business with my uncle and things have been great. Rob was amazing. Um, and the thing that really sticks in my mind was I've been there when someone's come into a company with experience, let's say experience, it doesn't seem relevant um, and has kind of comes into a senior position and you're kind of thinking, wait, what, who's this person? Why are they doing this? Uh, whereas Rob was the opposite. Like I, did, I, you know, I knew a bit about the industry. I knew, I, I knew the science side of it. Very comfortable, happy with that. Um, and he couldn't be more welcoming and kind of really quickly became a good friend. Uh, we share a love of um, Marvel movies, uh, a love of good gin, and uh, making sure that it works fun. So when he came in, looking a little bit, because we, we don't see he's kind of on the road a lot. We don't see him in the office a huge amount. Um, he was a little bit down and we kind of got to the bottom of it. And um, it turned out that Phoebe had this condition, um, anchor positive vasculitis. And of course, the first thing you do is Google it because you've never heard of anchor positive vasculitis. Um, and I think Rob described it to us as it's so rare there's a house episode about it or it's in a house episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a pretty rough condition. And it, um, the end result is it's kind of been eating away at her kidneys. Um, and so she's been through what well, we've all had a rough 18 to 24 months. Hers is included being in and out of the hospital. Um, things like random fits, um, lightheadedness collapsing just randomly. And, and it took a long time for her to be able to get stable again, to get into dialysis, and then from there to home dialysis, which is where she's at now. Um, and the, the plan is that she can um, stay on, on home dialysis long enough, get stable enough to be eligible for a new kidney. Mm-hmm. Um, and what Rob's going to do is uh, obviously test to see if he's a match and he's going to donate a kidney even if he's not to somebody. Um, he wants to put something into the system, he wants to help. Um, I'm going to be getting a test done to see if I match. Uh, chances are incredibly slim, but you, you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully we can we can see a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, it's If you Google it, you, you can read some horrible things about it. Um, you can you can learn that sadly it's got a quite a high mortality rate or low mortality way around that you were supposed to say that but um while better now it's not as as good as you'd want for a teenager um 
and I think she's, you know, I hope she wouldn't mind me saying, I think she's having a rough time of it. Um, it's, it's tough being a teenager at the best of times. Um, but when all your friends are more interested in doing what I've been doing and putting TikTok videos up, um, uh, and what the makeup trends are and what the dance trends are, and they don't really understand, I mean, not through wanting, not through sort of meanness or, or not wanting to understand, they just don't get what she's going through. Um, mm -hmm. and she's on dialysis wards with pensioners who are talking about how painful everything is. And her kind of experience of what her life looks like looks pretty grim and dire. And man, I, I was in hospital at 16 having an operation on my leg, but I got the coolness of going around school with a cast on my leg. You know, mm -hmm. that's, you know, that kind of offsets the, the down of it. And you kind of become the cool kid at school for a weird reason. Um, there's, there's none of that, um, with what she's going through. So, um, Kind of when I did sneak out, because I found the, the punch cards, punch board, forgot I had them. And I started teasing them with the community. Look what I found, guess what they are. And so many people offered to buy them. I thought there's something better we can do here. Um, I don't really see prizes like this that I've got as being mine as much as it's my it's work that my team did. And so for me to, to make personal gain out of it doesn't seem right. Um, so the you know if it was something like I don't know some target locks from System Open 2018 and that was it then you know it's a little bit different they're, they're out there they're they're more common and that'd be a bit different but um, I want to do something good so I spoke to Rob and said look what can we do and um, he mentioned that Cancer Care not Cancer Care sorry Kidney Care UK have been helping making sure she's in the right wards and she um, was being looked after and then her trust was being really really amazing for her. So the the plan was to do something via Kidney Care UK for the trust. Um, and Rob doesn't want to do something for them and the family. I want to send them away somewhere, do something nice. You know, mm -hmm. There's obviously limitations on what it's not we can send them to Disney, <laughs> or at least not in Florida anyway, uh, not when you're on, on home dialysis. But um, I know she's a big uh, back to, because she's a, she's a real geek and nerd in the making. Uh, she's a big Marvel fan. She likes Back to the Future. Uh, awesome. So I really was kind of hoping we could get her down to see the Back to Future musical in London and kind of give her a day out down there. Um, something like that. Uh, Rob doesn't seem to want to take the, the nicety thing there, but I'm kind of insisting that they could do with a break maybe. Um, and then because you guys have been so amazing, we're looking at a real chance of getting a new dialysis machine for the children's ward at the Trust so oh, that other fantastic. kids don't have to sit in a room full of old age pensioners telling them how painful life is and how miserable it's all going to be and, and scaring the crap out of them <laughs> just trying to get through something you know yeah i mean that's amazing and you know I, I guess that's like more than you kind of could really envisage when you start fundraising something and you think you, you know you're going to make a little bit here you know enough to maybe you know send the family to center parks for a weekend so that they can have a break without having to worry about the cost of it or, or whatever um mm. to then move that into you know actually you know we can buy a serious bit of medical equipment that's going to make the lives of multiple children better over time um it's it's just fast it's, it's fantastic i mean it really is yeah. i'm sitting here with a bit of a lump in my throat just just listening <laughs> to you talking about it so um it's 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 amazing to hear the 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 passion that you've got for the for this thing that you're doing um so yeah um it's amazing thank you um no thank you i i don't have any questions because i can't ask questions about that because it's um it's it's making me choke up so um ben or liam do either of you want to ask anything more about uh, about that stuff
No, no, it's already sad enough. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to add to that. Uh, I've got a set of questions I can ask him uh, that are completely irrelevant and change the topic completely. I mean, <laughs> we, we are we are going to bounce off at ninety degrees now. Um, so what what I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you a nice big long winded question that we can then probably um, sorry a short question with a big answer. That we can then probably like tag a lot of other little questions into as as you go along, kind of. Um, so the the, the question really is like kind of tell us about yourself and your gamer history because you know we, we know you're a gamer. Um, you, you came into to X Wing. You used to play X Wing with us. Um, you know, used to sneak the odd um the odd game in on a Thursday or a Friday before even the biggest of events. You know, you'd have your, your bag with you, um, and your your shadow casters. Um, yeah, so, you know that's the um. We know that you're into it, but you know, t- tell us a little bit about yourself and the gaming that you you do and you have done and you're looking to do in the future. Yeah, um, well, I think like so many people, it it started with Warhammer for me. Um, when I was probably about, I want to say I was younger than I should have been, probably eight or nine. Um, oh, wow. and I was, yeah, cause I wasn't at secondary school yet. Um, and I used to play, um, Descent at a friend's house, the old computer game on his Mac God, a long time ago. Um, that was Macintosh pretty sure back then. Um, and, uh, we kind of stumbled into 40 K um we didn't have any money so we couldn't really be into it but i quickly found myself with a, a 500 point biltan elder army that would pretty much decimate everything because me being the the alpha gamer that i used to be and i want to go out and win as i had two wraith lords on the board and no one could touch them um, which was kind of against the spirit of the game on a 500 point list uh but obviously all your change rules have changed so much since then that it, it, there'll be people playing 40k and be like what's what's built down what's how did how did the craft work because craft world worked completely differently back then i will like, point out that your the models you used for it are still current are they uh yeah. yes they're only just getting a new uh a new range apparently Ooh, 30 years too late. <laughs> well, we know what you're getting back into. <laughs> Every time I, I walk past uh, the shop in MK, I get tempted to go in. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, I've got a bunch of Legion I haven't finished painting yet. <laughs> All right, cool. So you, you, you did a bit of um, you did a bit of 40K when you were um, kind of in primary school um, and then kind of it, the, the, the hobbyist side of it grew from there and then you realized there was more to gaming than than Games Workshop and 40K, I guess. Yeah, uh, so I'll okay, pick up from, I guess, there, if you, um, rather than start from the beginning. Um, yeah, that, that was where Magic the, Magic the Gathering was my next kind of progression from there. Oh, um, you've been, you dip your toes in all the weird ones, haven't oh, you? Oh, if, if, yeah, if it's a mainstream nerdy thing, I've probably had a, If it's got a competitive scene, I've probably had a crack at it. Um, <laughs> Uh, loved magic. Um, used to help out with events in Southampton where I could. Well, definitely wasn't the main guy down there. We had some some great people around who uh, who ran the events mostly out of the university. Um, but uh, the uh, that kind of got me traveling around the country, grinding the old um, PTQ qualifiers at PTQs, um, um, going to a few GPs, and um, I'm not even sure what they call them now. They have different names, don't they? But um, then uh, I was working as an environmental consultant when I was in Southampton, and I really didn't like my job. And oddly, my boss found uh, the job at Asmodee because she was looking for Yugo cards for her son. Um, 
and said, you know, I don't want to lose you, but you'd love this job because I did some event stuff while I was at the RYA as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and interview with Mike. Uh, played double for the first time in the interview. Um, loved it. Oh, and then it turned Harry out that Potter. Harry Potter double, nice. Yeah, nice. for the little end. <laughs> oh, just double, so stressful. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like my brain gets really warm and then I start to smell toast. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you, you, you jumped into Asmodee and then kind of gaming became a like it, it became a job, but kind of still a hobby because it's one of those industries, isn't it, where most of the people that work in gaming are there because they're gamers, not because, you know, they want to create good games for other people to play. So, you know, it. it yeah, there's, absolutely. There's there's a story then from you started in Asmodee to you became what was the the word FFG organized play director? Yeah, director. The, well, the official job title. The uh, the CEO over in the US had an obsession with sticking global into my job title wherever nice. he could. I don't know why. Uh, he's done it. He did it a couple of times. So I think when he offered me the job, it was global director of organized play, which just seemed a little bit excessive. So just director of organized play was what I kind of asked it to just be when it came to the more paperwork. Um, yeah, and that, that's, that was a seven-year, well, it was a, a six-year journey, I guess, or five-and-a-half-year journey to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, seven years total uh, by the time I, I uh, came back to the UK. So, I mean, I'm fascinated at the fact that you know, you, you clearly were very good at your job. And, you know, we can say this as, a, as an X-Wing, as a group of X-Wing players who've experienced the, the benefits of you being good at your job. Um, so, you know, you and um, the rest of your team were running five, 600-person events in Milton Keynes and in Birmingham yeah. and in Liverpool. You were running system opens with, I think the biggest one was over 600 people, was it? Um, yeah, I think we hit just about 600, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I, I went to one that was 500, and I, I'll be honest, it was too big for my brain to cope with. <laughs> I, I struggled with that volume of people in the room, and I was like, oh, I know like some people, but I feel really like I don't want to be here. Um, you know, but <laughs> I, think I'd, I think I'd be a lot more comfortable now that I've been in the community for a bit longer. But back then, I was kind of, I'd been playing for like a year and a half, and I didn't know very many people. And it kind I don't of think you'd even been playing that long, had you? Maybe not, um, but yeah, I went to that one and I met you briefly, but I don't think we've we've met since then. Um, but it was, uh, you know, it was it was amazing. You know, you take a picture of of the room and and you kind of have these massive long rows of tables with mats the whole way down, good space in between them as well, because obviously, you know, X wing players we like our space. And then, you know, people go, that's amazing. You know, people in America go, that's amazing. It's crazy that there's that many people all together playing next wing. And then we said to them, this isn't the in- the only room. There's another room. Yeah. <laughs> there's another, <laughs> there's room, another yeah. room with like 120 people in that room. You know, there's a whole actual just an X-Wing event happening in another room. There's like 120 people there. There's 60 tables up, including a stream and everything like that, you know. Um, but, yeah, this is the – that that's the top tables in that little room. This is for scrubs. Um, this that is just that event was amazing. That oh, event I mean, set a new standard for how we had to manage the tournament management side of it. We, took, we had to take it out of the room. Because yeah. every time you added a HQ desk in, it really skewed what you could do with table layouts and the way you'd manage the room. So we'd just start hiring a separate room and hide the scorekeepers away because you're also entering 300 scores every round as quickly as you can. And having people come up and ask you questions is not what you want. So hiding people away became the norm for us, um, kind of the <laughs> backstage people. 
Yeah, I mean, it's an iterative development. Like the the Sith Taker open, we've sold like 135 tickets, and I'm awesome. starting to get palpitations at night about <laughs> thinking about running that. You know, we're we're fortunate that Element Games is big enough that we can host that, and we've got gaming tables and you know all that kind of stuff that we don't need to source. You know, boards and tablecloths and mats and everything else to you know to run it. Um, but yeah, yeah it's um, I can't imagine the stress of organizing that kind of stuff um, well because i will say and there's a good chance to time to plug tony from the uk games expo um could not be more helpful with things like that he was always willing to let us borrow a cloth let us borrow the boards that go on the tables mm-hmm. he'd even ship them to us to the event and nice. he'd go above and beyond for us so big shout out to tony he took a lot of the stress off of trying to source things like that because he had a warehouse full of it ready for expo mm-hmm. so it was oh, perfect fantastic so I mean, yeah, to, to to get to my incredibly long-winded question after I've blown smoke up your arse for a bit, um, <laughs> you were obviously very good at your job, and then suddenly you got announced as international director um, or global OP director, whatever it was mm. that the job title was that you said earlier. <laughs> I can I can never remember it. Um, so so what what was that conversation like? How how did that how did that go down? It was really serendipitous. So I was. Um, my, what had happened is I used to report directly to Steve Horvath back when I was again, stupid job title, global marketing manager, um, which I was completely unqualified for and didn't need that silly title. Um, um, I, um, I was, he would move me on to report to the VP of marketing, uh, Aaron Elliott, wonderful guy. One of the nicest people I've worked for, worked with, still keep in touch with him to this day. Um, and I was on a call with him, just our weekly catch up. And he had mentioned that a year, year or so previously, they'd thought about trying to get me over to America. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, but we weren't sure you'd be interested. We weren't sure what the role would be, how it would work. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. Like, I, it would be so difficult for me to say no to that. I, I love my NFL. I, I always wish I went to school in America because of how seriously they take sport. And like, I was a big rugby guy and I always wondered if I'd had like that kind of college football or high, even high school football kind of drive and, you know, what, what that would have meant for me. Um, it's always kind of always fascinated me, always wanted to go to school there. So that conversation happened on, if I remember right, a Friday afternoon for me, so Friday morning for Aaron. Um, he then goes into a meeting later that day where um, – the, who, the person who was currently uh, the manager for the organized play department had handed their notice in. Um, so from my understanding, it was Aaron, the director of HR, the VP of HR and Steve in a room. And Aaron just went, well, I've just got a call off, got off the phone with Alex. He'd, he said he'd be up for coming over. Um, and this all happened just before the world championships in October that year. Uh, so I was flying out to the US Monday morning anyway. Um, so I, I land, it's me and Alec, and uh, there was another colleague coming with us as well. We had some meetings out there from the UK office. Uh, we were obviously there, me and Alec were obviously there to help set up and run Worlds back when it was at the game center. Mm-hmm. Um, and Steve was always great. He'd take us out for dinner. It was, um, it was kind of his thing. He'd pick it up at the airport. He always made time for us, and he'd take us out for dinner. And I think we went to Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, which is one of my all-time favorite places to go. <laughs> so we went to Buffalo Wild Wings, and we had this kind of weird moment where he, he was chatting, saying, I've got, I will need to talk to all of you this week about different things. He was being very vague. And then he pointed at me and went, you particularly, first thing tomorrow morning, we have to have a meeting. 
and I, you know, I was a bit jet lagged, a bit kind of. I remember looking at Alec and looking at uh, Cedric and being like, "Okay, this doesn't sound good." <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> what's going oh, yeah. on? <laughs> I, I recognise that feeling. Yeah, <laughs> cynicism, cynicism, bias. Oh no, my boss wants five minutes with me. I'm in trouble. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "What have I done?" I'm like, "Do I need to bring a notebook? Do I, what, what do I need to bring with me?" Um, and bless him, he picked me up at the hotel uh, Tuesday morning. Went to Starbucks, and uh, uh, he see explained the situation. Said, "We'd like to offer you this job. Um, I don't have the details. You're going to talk to Aaron about it." Um, you're not helping with worlds. So I want you to spend the whole time with Aaron and getting to know um, what we what what this can be and how we can build it and what what it might look like. Mm-hmm. And poor Alec then point, had that yeah. to Alec, yeah. And just went, yeah. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Sorry, mate. You're on your own. <laughs> oh, and he no. didn't. He hardly saw me all week, and he had no idea why because I couldn't tell him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Wow, I mean that that's a uh, that's a, f- a fantastic story. I do have one question for you. Obviously, um, we've, we've got a, a load of stuff that we want to get through, and I can I can hear Tim tapping his watch at me. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I could talk to you for hours, honestly. Um, I can talk. You tell me to shut up if I'm talking too much, because I will keep going. <laughs> well, you and me both, mate. You and me both. Um, <laughs> so um, you're obviously a big. Um, I mean, you're 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 heavy into your geekdom. You're heavy into your um, kind of into your sci-fi and stuff like that. Um, were you a big fan of Star Wars before X-Wing? Is X-Wing your favorite game to run when you were running OP? Or did you, and there's no correct answer here, because I know that you got heavy into um, the Kotai's for L5R, into Keyforge mm-hmm. as well. Um, I've played Keyforge. It's a great game. Um, I've, I really, like really enjoy well, it. Yeah. Um, having never played Magic the Gathering, um, people said it's a bit like magic and i went is it cool um i'm enjoying <laughs> it um so i mean what what was the favorite game that that you had from from kind of the stable that you were running in in op for ffg um so i would say i was a i was a star wars fan definitely uh, yeah. before um before i got into x-wing and and i think kind of for me get the the game forced me to go what's that ship from for anything i didn't know mm-hmm. and then the that was my kind of dive into the extended universe and into uh, things like that. I hadn't seen Clone Wars. I hadn't seen Rebels. And Rebels is probably now my favorite part of the Star Wars setup. So it's it's so like my favorite series. Um, so, yeah, I was a Star Wars fan, and, and X-Wing definitely opened up my eyes wider and gave me a reason to go and look. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as running events, um, I'm not pandering to you guys. I would say X-Wing's definitely, I'd say they're my proudest events by a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, really happy with what we did, where what we what we grew. Um, had a great team that helped me do that. Um, and um, this may come across a little bit arrogant, but I still stand by it. And it's not just me; it's what what I think our team did. Is we started to see European players on the top tables at Worlds. We started to see them do do better. We started to see them uh, consistently hit those top tables. And I. Think it was, you know, I think, no, you know, there's various factors, but I think having a really good competitive scene where the pressure of playing in a large room with lots of other gamers was normal. You know, we did that a couple of times a year in Europe. That was that was normal. Worlds is small, you know, that kind of element to it. Um, yeah. And then we obviously was Ollie winning it the the last time out. Um, I'm very proud of that. And um, and uh, Coruscant, uh, Tom and uh, Coruscant Invitational and things like that. It was just great to see the British team, British players and European players in general, all doing very well. Yeah, I mean, um, we've won yeah. 
So, like, am I right that there's an ongoing joke in the community, which I, I know you're not kind of as wired into the community as you, as you once were, but there is an ongoing joke in the community now that maybe at some point we'll let America have their trophy back. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. You know, because obviously Ollie won it, then before Ollie it was Simeon, and before Simeon it mm-hmm. was um, Justin Fua, and before Justin it was Nand Torfs. And, that, yep. you know, that's how far back you have to go before you hit the, the Heaver era um, with Paul just yeah. winning it and winning it and winning it and winning it. But, um yeah, I mean, it, it it it's always fascinating to see the way that other OP runs because I've got uh, you know friends who, you know, play um a Game of Thrones cards, you know, who went into the the Cotis for um L five R, you know, mm. m- we've got Sith takers who went and won at UK Nationals um at Keyforge, so uh, Matt Hill um was mm-hmm. uh, is, is is a Sith taker when he plays X Wing, um he's he's local to us as well, so um you know we're we're kind of into all of these different bits of OP and it's it's fascinating to see the differences in the community uh, and the communities and in the way that they run um, and the way that the OP runs as well because obviously you know it takes a lot less space to put 300 card gamers in a room than it does to put oh, yeah, as as <laughs> games in a room <laughs> yeah. just give them a table yes. they bring all the mats themselves it's yeah fun. streaming it's easy everything's easier um, yeah. I will I will say the Kota, uh, the uh, Vault Warriors I was proud of the the I really enjoyed the atmosphere that we had there we we use the term competitive casual, which I think kind of came over from X-Wing as well, where everyone wanted to win. You could tell they wanted to win, but everyone enjoyed losing. And I think that was what we wanted that community to be. It was about coming and enjoying, much like X-Wing is, the experience without the competition dominating it, which games like Magic the Gathering, you know, you see people looking miserable when they've, they've dropped out. It's like, we didn't want that. We wanted them to be excited and, and be telling stories to their friends about their losses with a smile on their face because they had so much fun losing. Um, cool. and that, that's, that was fun trying to create that environment as well. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's about the ethos in the community and that, that is led from, you know, the, the marshals, the TOs, the organizers, the whole way from store level, right the way through to national and, and world's level is, you know, if everybody's in being really hard nosed and, you know, really aggressive and, and when it all costs kind of mentality about the whole thing that pervades right down to grassroots play. Whereas if it's, you know, we're, we're playing plastic spaceships, boys. And you yeah. know what what's at stake here is plastic versions of game components that you already own. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not it's not a, a pro tour and magic. You know, you're not winning a six figure check. Um, it's still really important I mean. to me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to pause and and grab a drink. Um, I know Liam's got a, a big list of entirely appropriate questions that he wants to ask you, Alex. So um, Liam, <laughs> do you want to do you want to take a couple? Okay then. So. If you had to list your favourite... Okay, people, move along. There's nothing to see here. Shall I come back in with some proper questions later? <laughs> yeah, let's do something. <laughs> Go get your drink and stop ruining my fun. On a side tangent, after you mentioned the um, Birmingham System Open, I just went and found some pictures. I was just sort of looking through them and, my God, there's a lot of triple jump masters on the table. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, what, a, what a time to be alive, right? <laughs> I just one of the pictures is um, Alex Finlinson, and I can't think who the other person is, but they've just got six jump masters flying at each other. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, come on, Liam. Uh, Liam, what's your next question? Uh, I was going to say, would you want to? Okay, people, move along. There's nothing to see here. <laughs> Everyone's got a favourite fruit. You've got to have a favourite one. You're a strange lad, Liam. I mean, I mean. Okay, people, move along. There's nothing to see here. 
Okay, uh, so as, I'm going to move on to the next question. I, I will wield my iron fist at this point and say, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, you can cut that one. Okay, people, move along. There's nothing to see here. <laughs> oh, right. So, Alex, next next point of question then. Um, I've had oh. my drink. Liam's asked something deeply inappropriate. On we go. Um, so the, the the phrase that I, I used when, when I sent you over the questions um, just to, to check them was understanding how the sausage is made. We yeah. are fascinated. as uh, So I've talked to a few people um, kind of online and chatted to a few people. It's like, I don't know what to ask Alex about. And everybody I've spoken to were like, just a little peek under the hood of a day in FFG and how things came to fruition, what was the design process, what was the creative process for the creation of ships, of kits, of things like that. Anything that you can tell us about that kind of thing would be would be super interesting. Sure. I mean, I can give you, I, I can't obviously talk specifics um, because yep. um, it just wouldn't be appropriate. But um, yeah, I can give you kind of a how things worked. When it came to things like ships, um, there was a whole team dedicated to that. And within that, there were you know the sub departments. You've got the people designing the mechanics, the game. Uh, then you've got the artists looking for the right art, commissioning art for the actual cards. And then you've got the plastics team working on the the sculpts and the molds. Um, so there's lots went into just one ship, mm-hmm. and there were multiple stages of review that would be involved. Now I wasn't really massively involved in any of those early on. Um, I got involved a little bit more down the line because we created. A, there was kind of a um, a meeting of people involved through the business who should know what other people are doing kind of thing. And so a lot of ideas be shared, questions and suggestions. It was it was very nice. And that was really helpful for us in OP because we could kind of see what's coming up. We could start working on things a bit sooner. So we're not behind on, you know, it's not a year after a new ship comes out that the first promo card for a pilot for that ship comes out. Things like that. We could just kind of be a bit more involved. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as kind of OP kits go, um, the, the journey... Um, it was somewhat fairly straightforward. And I think I've been quoted before saying it's about a nine-month journey. Um, and that would vary um, on kit to kit. I mean, Worlds, we were working on a good year before the next Worlds. Um, just a sheer number of components. Um, but the, the journey would be... How colors of dice is it possible to create for a game with red dice and green dice? <laughs> Not many. Loads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd be surprised. Um, I'd love to talk more about my plans for dice, but I can't because <laughs> um, I, I can't. Alex, I wouldn't. Alex, I couldn't, were you I couldn't responsible talk about... <laughs> for the black ones? Were you responsible for the black ones? That predates me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a that 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 was a good uh, a good quick um, cash pass of that particular question. Right, I'm sorry. I quite like them myself, but you know they look <laughs> awesome. They look like awesome. As well. They look awesome until you try and read them. Yeah, and, um, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, hyperspace dice get such a bad rep. I think they're so nice. They're it's also the only ones I've been able to win, so that's probably biased. <laughs> Fair. They are the most, I think there are more hyperspace dice out there than any other dice as well, because that was during that trial period where instead of applying for a regional, you just have to say, I can get enough people and you can get one. Um, so there were more of those out there than, than previous regionals. So there, I think more of those exist than other dice. Um, no, so I can't talk about anything that I was working on, um, whether or not it comes to light or not, because it's, uh, it's confidential information. 
Yep. So I can't. I, I wouldn't I be able to talk to you about. Yeah. No, no. I just, just to pre preempt that, like I, I would love to sit here and say what I wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope that they maybe still do because those those concepts and those um, ideas are still on the shared drive somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, what we'd do is we'd we'd have a creative within my team. I had people who I consider kind of involved in the creative side of things. Uh, we'd sit down after after I've you know used a dictatorship term. I decided what the calendar was going to look like for the year, which kits we were doing. Um, when you saw the new OP article where we changed the names and the reasons, and I did a I wrote a piece about that. The the meeting after that, and that was before it was public, was okay. Now how how what are we going to do? What the, what are the the concepts going to be for each of these kits? Um, would, are we going to have a theme? Are we going to have um, and sometimes it'd be are we going to theme it around a certain thing, a certain product, a certain um, part of the Star Wars universe, or are we going to fan service and do promos for things we haven't done before because we've kind of skipped them for whatever reason? Um, and that would kind of that discussion would happen, and we'd decide this is what the kit's going to look like. And I mean, that would I, then, I, yeah. I have to just, I have to just, just say that there was a period where you were inside my brain as a Star Wars fan. So <laughs> there's like, there's like three things in Star Wars that I, I think are amazing and look amazing, and they are R two D two. This is so iconic, mm -hmm. and the, the color scheme of R2-D2 is amazing. So you did templates for Euros yeah. um, the year that George Delapina Rasta um, won. Yeah, Euros. that was a great event. Um, then you did the BB-8 templates, mm -hmm. which um, a bunch of people won. I can't remember if they were Nationals or something like that, um, or another system open. And then there was um, the Black One Poe templates. Um, yeah they're great looked and they those three sets look amazing and the most annoying thing for me is that i used to sit across the table from tom reed and he had a set of those black one templates and i was just like i want them and, and, and a few on a few much. occasions he didn't like them he just used them because they they you know swag brag um but there were a few occasions when i thought about hitting him over the head and then i remembered he used to be in the <laughs> army and he could probably kill me with one thumb or something, so <laughs> i thought, thought better of it <laughs> that one thumb can't reach very high though <laughs> That's, i know but you see what he can do to a man's kneecap um, <laughs> so, um but yeah i mean th those 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 sets that you know that, that were coming out in that in that time frame um i know you were probably you KOP um, for a bit of mm -hmm. it, um, but those kind of oh, I mean they were they were beautiful things that were being designed, and I guess it was kind of the same team that you were working with. Um, yeah, absolutely. Wade Wade would very much have been the creative lead on that, and mm -hmm. he and the graphic design team that worked on them. I I I could have a guess who it is, but I wouldn't want to say. Um, smashed it with those things; they're amazing. Um, and the evolution of that, and this is the kit that I really think might come out, which is what was going to be the, and I think I've seen some pictures of it. So I'm, I, I assume the kits exist at this point, so I can talk about them um, with the Grand 2020 kits and the templates and trays for that. You'll love them. They're stunning. They're, uh, they're <laughs> that, really that, was, that was literally my next question was, what about all of the stuff that went away because of COVID? Because... We'd been working with the events team at Element, and we know that they've got a, um, you know, that they're going to get a regional or a, a prime. Or I, I can't remember the what what they were being yeah, called. Okay, prime. Um, prime, yeah. And they were telling us, you know, we're going to get this kit. We've 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 requested it. We're going to get this kit. We've requested it, and then it never turned up. And then COVID hit. And we were like, oh, that was so close. It <laughs> was so close. <laughs> so we know that those kits are are sitting somewhere in a warehouse somewhere near you know probably in asmodee uk somewhere um but they never quite made it to element 
Um, so, right. yeah, I think um, th th those will have probably leaked at some point. I've not seen pictures. Um, we heard a rumor that there was dice in them. We don't know oh, if it's true. Uh, that dice thing was me, and that's because <laughs> I'd seen dice used Source on stream. Of the rumor. And it turns out Alex was just using them. They were his dice, and it was the World's 2018 ones, and I'd spent like two, uh, three years. I'd spent two, yeah. three years thinking they were in a prime kit, and I was so excited. That's where I turned the fireball into a fireball in about five seconds. How to win at X-Wing. Have yeah. fancy dice. Uh, I, fun story on that, and I can share this. I can share this much. I wanted to use a different set of dice um, <gasps> for that stream. <laughs> and I got told unequivocally that that is not acceptable and that I can't do that. And I had a, someone had a very stern word with me, so I had to sulk and go and get my, my world's dice. I'm, like, well, I'm going to use these then. <laughs> Not the one's nicer. <laughs> Again, it's uh, if it's an unreleased product, I can't talk about it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's no great stretch for us to think at some point in the future, X-wing organized play prizing will include dice and templates. Oh, I hope and, so. And, yeah, and punch, I, because yeah. you know you 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 created. The, I mean, punch was a thing that you, that you did, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I think Wade Wade deserves some credit on that one as well. I think that was his kind of concept and idea that. Hang on a minute, can't we do? something with this and i think it was that moment of yes yes we can why have we not done this before <laughs> we we know printers we're yeah. a games company <laughs> we can get cardboard printed we do a lot of cardboard printing um cool i mean something that's um you, when, when we were chatting beforehand you said you, you you can't really comment about um how the designers followed like results in events yeah i'm um, just kind of casting your mind back did, did they or was the kind of was the design just kind of well we're thinking about new stuff we're not really bothered about what's winning the tournaments at the minute well, well what i would say i don't know what their processes were i wasn't that in, while i would meet regularly with the design teams and the um the leads for each department whether it be the card game or the mini side um i don't know their, their processes so I, I can't really comment on it they were always very well informed i will say that um, particularly when we were discussing hyperspace and what that was going to look like. Um, I'd have my notes and my thoughts, and more often than not, the, the designers would have better, more insightful thoughts that mostly matched my line of thinking. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would say they definitely paid attention, if, if not just for the fact that it was important for hyperspace. Yeah, I think, I think it's interesting because, you know, Everybody that plays games, right, reckons that they're a great games designer. Um, we're not, <laughs> you know, we can't think through it. And it, it's interesting to hear you, you know, directly articulate the fact that, you know, when you go into a room with these designers, they are just loaded down with information and knowledge about, you know, the stuff that's happening and why they're making the design decisions that they're making when they make them. It's not just, you know, oh, I've thought of this thing and it seems really cool and other than that, I haven't got a clue what it's going to have an how it's going to impact the game. You know, they mm. they know this stuff. They know their product. Um, oh, they lived it. it. Yeah, th those guys lived and breathed the game. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that that came across on the the streams that kind of people like Max and Brooke were doing at the end. And then you know when when you heard Alex Davy talking about version two at um, the Games Expo when he came over and uh, was running kind of demos of it, and you know everyone was going and buying a box and getting really excited about it. And you know yeah. he very very clearly was passionate. He loved that game, um, and you know he 
it, that that came across really when you looked at any of the designers when they came onto the to the conversations. Yeah, it, so. he really loved that trip. I think he, I, I'd like to have had him out more often. It was, uh, or just developers and designers in general, we'd love to have taken them to more events, but their time was so precious yeah. that you know I, I'd sit and talk to their managers, and be like, yeah, that's amazing, but this is their work schedule. Yeah, <laughs> like, can't oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. He's not allowed to have fun. No, I mean, and and from all from all reports, Alex not a not a bad X wing player either. Uh, Alex Davy, you know, I think he's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, from what I gather, he's, he can. He, he, he used can to deliberately well. make suboptimal things to happen on stream so that he could show off new game mechanics. He would make yeah. choices that that you know competitive pressure. Going, why has he done that? It's like ah, because he wants to show you what that card does. <laughs> that's why he's doing that. Um, so that's cool. I mean, something that that is probably a problem for me, um, and you're you're doing a very good job of not doing it. Is I could not stop myself from telling people if I knew secrets, um, and I'm not telling you to tell me secrets because I know you won't. You're far too <laughs> professional for that. But I mean, how how do you stop yourself from just like tapping the side of your nose and going, "Oh, well, I know something about that." <laughs> well, I used I used to do it just very subtly, and people would never pick up on it, <laughs> which is always quite fun. <laughs> it was my own little game. Um, but uh, we kind of get used to it. Like we'd we'd have meetings with LFL, and sometimes they'd say something, and you're like, "Wait, what?" Um, I don't think I'm supposed to know that. Um, and uh that was kind of part of the the job was you, you had to forget about it and oh, like, so i like wanted to say something like oh, we're gonna have this show and it's gonna have a mandalorian in it with like a little baby yoda and you were like oh my god uh, it was, i knew it about quite... that two years before and now i can't talk about it oh my god uh there was there was um yeah i can't i can't go into um details but there was a moment where um and this was probably a result, almost certainly a result of us being in lockdown and working from home and everyone's just a little bit disorientated. And there was about 15 minutes of conversation where I was still on the call. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of going, oh, and I started to piece things together. Um, and then I was like, I shouldn't be listening to this. This, this isn't for me to hear. And um, kind of uh, opened up Teams and messaged the marketing manager and went, should I still be on the call? Like no one's like normally by this point I'm I'm gone. And she went, yeah, no, you can leave. <laughs> I was like, like good, thanks, because I I don't want to know this. <laughs> you know, like, like there's stuff here I just don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. And she's kind of going, well, I know that you know, and you know that I know that you know, but nobody else needs to know that you. Yeah, we just that, that was it. Know. We just we never spoke about it. Um, it was never an issue because uh, I love my job too much to risk it over. You know, mentioning you know, uh, I don't know, a, a, let's say an actor or actress's name that came up on, on a chat, you know, and oh, yeah, yeah. that being enough to piece things together, and suddenly I had half the storyline for the second season of the Mandalorian, kind of thing. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. And and now everybody who's listening to this knows exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so probably. Yeah. Mandalorian, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's probably one of two. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, um, the, the one one way way more obvious than the other, but yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you, you talked there a little bit briefly about LFL, and I remember, um, I think it might have been in one of your videos you were doing when you were talking about the Phoebe stuff, um, or maybe something else, where you said, you know, the the weirdness of LFL being that you know you, you could never have pink um yeah on, on on stuff <laughs> um i mean we, we hear a lot about you know lfl sign off or you know it's with lfl or things like that you know as a community it's it's seen as this kind of draconian governance 
step <laughs> that that you know everything in FFG and IAMG has to has to go through. Um, is it is it all that bad, or is it you know kind of a bit easier than that? No, not at all. They they were an absolute pleasure. Well, I remember my first meeting with them and being like kind of nervous. Yeah, and then going, oh, this is kind of nice. Like this is this is a it really was is a it's a symbolic relationship. Right, they want what's best for the license. And the games companies, we want to make games that best represent that within the design limits and our vision for the game. And that's mm-hmm. the, the importance of it. No, they, yeah, sure, things might take a while sometimes because we don't know like, we, what else they're working on, right? We, we only know what we're working on with them. Yeah. And so if we're trying to push through a really important token for the next OP kit, and at the same time they're working on squadrons, who do you think is going to get the priority treatment? You know, um, so that was yeah. We never questioned that, or I never questioned it. If it's going to take a bit longer, it's going to take a bit longer. That's that's how things work. Um, yeah. The process was well. I wouldn't say draconian. I'd say it was you know it was a good, sensible process, and we we never wanted to upset them. And but they didn't wield it over us like some sort of um, ban hammer waiting to come down. It was very much. Uh, these are the processes. We're going through them, and um, it works for everybody. Everything's fine as long as it's not pink. That's basically the. Well, yeah, I think I don't know. So the the pink thing was before my time that nothing ever got through that was pink, and then um, any time. So we'd always, even before we showed anything to LFL, we'd have our own internal meetings where we go through our licensing managers to check. You know, they wouldn't. They didn't want to put something ridiculous in front of. LFL and make us look bad as a company. So we'd always make sure everyone knows what's going to be on that call. I'm not about to surprise everybody on the call with something very wacky, um, a bit left field. Um, but we were working on something where I wanted it to be pink. And the advice I was given was, it's not worth it. It won't get approved. <laughs> it was the gauntlet, wasn't it? It was a pink gauntlet. <laughs> I didn't work on that. But yeah, maybe that's, if you want to believe it was that. <laughs> it needs something nice and subtle. Let's make it pink. <laughs> I mean, there are some characters that it fits with, but it's not a Star Wars color. I mean, that's the thing. No, Star um, yeah, Wars has got a I very would agree. specific palette, doesn't it? Um, yeah, exactly. And I do agree that it's not, you know, pink, pink is not synonymous with Star Wars, right? It, like, to, to an average person on the street, you show them a color palette of pinks and they're not going to guess the film or, or, or IP is Star Wars. So I do yeah. understand that, yeah. Oh, I've just thought of something. Speaking of pink... Um, we're running a painting competition at the Sith Taker Open, so there's going to be two prizes, right? Uh, cool. It's going to be a prize for the best fleet and a prize okay. for the best individual ship. Now, we have put a rule in that the, 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 the ships have to be in use on the in the event, so you can't just you know have your incredibly fancy Falcon that you've spent 300 hours on and you wheel out for every painting competition unless you fly a list with that Falcon in it. Um, okay. Would you like to help us to um, to judge that on the Saturday? Yeah, sure. I was going to say, can I enter? <laughs> oh, you can enter if you want to. You can enter if you want to. But that means somewhere, you have to enter the event as well. The fact that we were talking about pink, there's somewhere I've got a TIE Interceptor painted up as Spider-Gwen. Nice. <laughs> That's cool. I've got a Spider-Man different Spider-Man, yeah. I've got a Spider-Man quad jumper. Oh, nice. Yeah, I can see that working. Oh, yeah. 
The the last Sith Taker <laughs> Open, the winner of the paint competition was a Powerpuff Girls Falcon. Um, <laughs> I didn't understand it at all, but everybody told me it was really clever and funny. So I was like, all right, okay, grand. Um, but, um, yeah, there was some really, really good stuff turned up at the last Sith Taker Open. So hopefully um, we can do that. But I mean, you can you can bring some stuff up. Um, it, I was just reminded of it because um, there's a few people in the community who just paint, paint everything pink. Um, you know, they, they have just pink things. Tim paints everything the color of the Power Rangers, um, which yeah. is um, as of episode three of Boba Fett appropriate. <laughs> yes, now Star Wars, Star Wars canon, now, right? Star Wars canon, Power Rangers, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I mean, I guess the last question that I've got because I did have a big list of questions, and, and as as I thought would happen, kind of we've we've meandered happily through them, touching on later questions as part of earlier answers and stuff. It has been fantastic and, and quite natural. Is um, You've talked about kind of the events that you've got fond memories of. Is, is there one particularly a particular event or set of events that you just really think, yeah, that was awesome? Um, well, my first system open, uh, definitely, which would have been uh, the Darth Vader theme, so 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, that was you know, modest by our system open sizes. I think it was 380, 390 players. Uh, that, that was pretty cool. That was my first time working with Vince. Um, obviously, some amazingly fond memories of of working with him. He became a good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that really kind of and that introduced me to a lot of the European players. Got to know a lot of them and the kind of the, the audience as a whole. So that one, that one definitely has a has a. I, I have one of the mats um, from that series, the um, Starfields, and yeah. it's got everybody's name on it who played, and then a big box in the middle where Misha put. Mishra put his name um, for winning it, yeah. and I've still got that. So I've still got that Starfield. It's rolled up in my games room. Um, mm-hmm. That means quite a lot to me. That um, and all the judges have put the names on it as well. It's just a big map with lots of names on. <laughs> it's not very practical as a games map, but it's a pretty cool thing to have. Yeah. Um, and then I, I suppose my my last event with um, with Worlds 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a big shout out for Jimmy for this. So he took it, took the lead on it. Um, I remember sitting down with him when I gave him my vision of what Worlds should be. Um, and I said, look, Worlds has always been an open event. Fine, I understand that. But to me, there's something not quite Worlds about um, three rounds into the tournament, one national champ having played two rookies and three national champs being 0-3 because they've been beaten by another three national champs, mm-hmm. where that level of competition was so varied due to the open nature of the event. Mm-hmm. And my challenge to him was, how do we create a final tournament where every game is a high-level game without cutting out the community that want to come to Worlds and enjoy it? Um, and what Worlds 2019 was, um, was incredible with the last mm-hmm. chance qualifier, the number of players we had in there, the size of it. And I remember sitting down up in the bleachers of the uh the arena there uh just taking a few minutes to myself i was just above the stream so i could see the stream games going on the room was full um aces high pods were flying at the back of the room and that was kind of jimmy's baby as well um and just thinking this is awesome like this is what i i didn't know what i wanted really when i kind of sent jimmy out on that journey to do it uh but he nailed it um as to what i thought a good worlds would be and the feedback as far as I can tell, was pretty positive. And I, I can say it was excellent. 
Yeah, so Ben and Tim, Ben and Tim were at that world. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've actually unmuted myself, so I'm just going to say that you know, thanks to Alex and the team because you know that trip was absolutely phenomenal. It was the uh, the first time I've ever been to America, and sort of the you know obviously the first time I'd qualified for Worlds. Uh, and mm. I'm, yeah, I'm so glad that I actually sort of put the effort in to get across because it was just a fantastic sort of week away in. Yeah, got got to see a bit of sort of you know sort of Minnesota and sort of that sort of area, um, but mm-hmm. then yeah, just um, the event was phenomenal because it was what five days of just pure just not, not just X Wing because we had um, was it Destiny as well was there Destiny well? was going on as well yeah, yeah. Um, so it was just phenomenal the amount of players it's you know I've been to some big events before like Expo and. Um, you know, like GW Games Days and stuff like that. And they are massive, you know, sh- but they are, they're so diverse and there's so much going on. Whereas this was like focused around one or two gaming systems and mm. just the whole setup, like it was, everything was, it was aimed at sort of catering for the gamers. And then, like you say, it was, it was inclusive, but also, I wouldn't say elitist, but like competitive at the same time. So you had that competitive element where like I knew I'd qualified, Ben had qualified. So we didn't have to play in the last chance open, but we could yeah. come down on that day, see other people playing, chat to people we knew, um, see all the side events. I mean, uh, I won't lie, me and Ben did some serious farming. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> don't lie. Uh, we, 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 we met a lovely group of like-minded uh, Canadians. Uh, and uh, yes, uh, we, we, Alex, we... if you ever wondered why you had to get more things printed, it's because Tim took an empty suitcase with him on the Saturday. All, all I'm going to say is, by the end of the first day, I'd got a set of the templates. I, uh, I, nice. I, 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 I absolutely regret nothing. So, uh, but, but yeah, gamers thanks. gonna game. Gamers yeah. gonna game <laughs> i love them templates i use them all the time but yeah they are great but, they? but seriously that was an amazing event and thanks to you know obviously sort of organizing it with the team and i can only hope that we we get to do that again in the future because you know i'm i'm ready to fly back across or wherever it may be yeah i well i hope so i mean I, the fact that they've gone out and asked for people who had invites um is promising to me that's that's great to hear um because i want to go <laughs> I can take part now. <laughs> yeah, you have to win something. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't, get, I don't get the prizes anymore. I actually have to turn up. Well, let, 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 let's be honest, Ben. As you keep reminding, you don't technically have to win it. Because <laughs> I, I, didn't win, I didn't win my ticket. I, I was a hand-me-down uh, to the 2019. I just want to remind you that I did win my Makes me so. <laughs> so, so we we ran the um we ran the second or third hyperspace. This is the thing that I'll still be be dining out on. But we we ran the second or third hyperspace, and I think the Northwest ran something like five of the first ten or something like that, which wow. meant that people were traveling up from you know London um to play in the in the hyperspace trials to try and win worlds invites. You know, thinking I need to get one. I need to ensure that I get one. So I met Lewis with him on the final table of that one, and he he beat me. Um, and he ended up going to Worlds. And in fairness, I probably wouldn't have been able to make the trip. Um, so it right. was good that he won it and, and that I didn't. Um, but the then by the end of it, to, to his, to his, uh, yeah, to his credit, yeah. yeah. So, um, but then the, um, the 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 sad thing, well, not the sad thing, as you said earlier, there were so many hyperspace trials 
um, that mm. went on that year, that by the time we got kind of to, you know, hyperspace trial number 73, it was passing down <laughs> to, you know, the guy who didn't make cut because he came ninth in a 16-person yeah. event because <laughs> the other eight, you know, you go down to the gaming den in Basingstoke where everybody's brilliant at X-Wing and, you yeah. know, they've all picked up an invite from somewhere else already and then they have their store championship and they're like, well, I guess we'll give it to John who's just turned up for the first time today. You can have it. There you go, mate. You know. um, <laughs> that was yeah. the biggest challenge. Because that was an interesting experiment, and I was all for it until we saw how it kind of kind of came about, and then yeah. that knock on effect of worlds was, wait, how many people might claim an invite? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know how many would. <laughs> well, that, that that's the thing as well, because with it being in um, with it being in Minnesota, you know, there is a it, it's it's very central for America, but it's not very central for anywhere else. It's not easy yeah. to get to if you're not based in, and it's not even easy to get to honestly if you're based in the US. Minnesota is a bit of a faff. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, th there's people traveling from, you know, all over Europe, you know, all over Asia, you know, there's people on a plane from New Zealand, um, coming into yeah. Minnesota, you know, to, to play in it. And it's a massive thing. And I, I guess, you know, was there ever a thought, and, th and this is probably a question I hadn't thought about, so you might want to tell me you can't answer it, but was there ever a thought about moving <laughs> worlds away from the game center in Minnesota and running it on a different continent? Or was it just was it welded to that to that location well i think the the worlds in 2019 was definitely unwelding it from the game center yeah um yeah. uh not that i have any issue with the game center but we we were capping ourselves by the space we had that was yeah. convenient and it was time that we stopped doing it because it was convenient in my opinion like it's nice to go across for us to go across the car park from the office <laughs> run an event that's all nice and convenient for us but is that really the experience we should be offering for uh for our invite you know, invited players and our, our, mm. our world champions uh and yes i i think it i don't think i hit it particularly well um it was a baby step towards what if we can do it in uh in saint paul instead of the game center why can't we do it somewhere else and that wouldn't necessarily be straight away over to europe but it might have been somewhere else in the us um and then i would love to have seen it travel um the challenges come with it is the costs go up massively for us. Convenient thing is most of our staff lived in the Twin Cities area. So that was easy. You know, obviously, we flew people over from the European teams. That was a perk for them. And we also valued their experience. They could take back from running events in their country. Um, but suddenly, you're now the opposite is, let's say we ran it, I don't know, in Germany. And suddenly, 90% of the staff have to have a hotel room, have to have be fed and watered every day. And that's, that pushes the budget up massively. Um, so that definitely wasn't going to go straight them. to that. Well, I, I feel bad if I don't feed my team. <laughs> they start oh, to feel... lag after the first day. They'll feed themselves eventually. <laughs> they'll realize that they're not getting food and they'll go out and find some of their own. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I, I think that, that you know, the, a lot of the community will, will, will like to hear that kind of explicitly from you because, you know, it is something that I think has frustrated European players because, as, as you said, you know, the UK particularly, but the rest of, of Europe as well is, is full of very good players who simply can't afford to travel um, to America. And, you know, if Worlds, in inverted commas, was to, to move to um, Europe uh, for a year and the UK and then Australia or Australasia, you know, but to move around the globe, then, you know, that gives those really good local players who don't normally get a chance to go to those big events for whatever reason, yeah. you know. Um, and, and it's... It's going to be interesting, right? Because I, I never officially had any plans to move it. Um, it was always something I'd like to try and experiment down the line. 
And I also have no idea what AMG want to do with um with the future of the game and how they're going to run their their OP. And they're now in Seattle, yeah. so you talk about you know far reaches of a large country. Um, sure, Seattle's a bit of a hub and probably fairly easy to get to, but it's still right up in the northwest corner there. Um, so I, I'm I'm watching of interest, not 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 with criticism, not with anything other than i'm curious to see what they do and i'm i'm excited to see what they do you know it's when when somebody else is doing something you've done for a while it's easy to become the critic it's easy to be like whoa i wouldn't have done that or what are they thinking but i i'm excited you know and i don't know what i'm excited to see the narrative play definitely excited to see what that is um i'm really excited to see what direction they decide to go in there's some wonderful people in that studio um with some fantastic product knowledge and fantastic design ideas and big star wars fans and and i know they like going to big events so yeah i'm excited to see what they do and i'm i'm hopeful i really am yeah i think um i think the, the general vibe on this podcast um from the rest of us is that we we we're going to be playing x-wing um you know for for me x-wing was my first and only miniatures game my my, my journey into tabletop gaming was i love star wars and it took me a long time to allow my mates who played lots of minis games and were currently playing x-wing to convince me to give it a try and uh, we had a, a lads weekend away where we went to a cottage that had you know enough space for three or four tabletop games to be going on at once including a couple of ping pong tables so you know we could spread out um star wars x-wing playmats mm. on them um and uh, me and uh, sean milligan one of the other um sith takers um literally just spent an entire day playing x-wing um with yeah. an assortment of other people having never played it before and it was just like you know they they built lists for us we didn't know how it worked um we were playing with like obstacles you know all, all sorts you know we, we didn't really know what we were doing but um being able to you know fly ships across the table going and then go pew 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 and rolling yeah. dice and you know <laughs> and you know playing um star wars theme tunes on your phone you know through spotify or last FM or whatever it was at that point in time um you know in the background you know getting get the atmosphere going and it, 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 I, I got bitten by the bug of it so um yeah it's uh it's great and i want the game to continue and i will continue playing it um, for as long as there's a game to play um and I, I just want it to be as much fun as possible to be honest so um yeah i i'm wishing amg well um in in all things because as you say it's so easy to throw stones and it's so easy to be a, a cynic and to be a critic um but you know if we support them then it's more likely to succeed or if we undermine them then it's more likely to fail so i i'm i'm one for supporting amg in their endeavor to to keep the game running so there we go. Right, I've run out of questions, Alex. <laughs> You'll be pleased to hear. I've got think. one. Liam, is it an actual question? Uh, they're all actual questions. Okay, uh, is it an appropriate question? Yes. Okay, yes, if, if it's not, I'm going to disqualify you from the Sith Taker Open. <laughs> well, no, it's got to be. Bear with me, let me think. <laughs> no. So, Alex... Obviously, when people are thinking of things that could be like thought of as prizes, how often did you listen to community suggestions on the slide? Like, did you keep your ear to the ground and go, "People like this, people like that"? Could we uh, make something towards it? Yeah, I think my team did a better job of that than me, actually. If I'm being honest, um, they would. I was always quite careful not to take too much, too many unsolicited 
look at this cool thing I've made. Um, yeah. Because I never wanted it to be too similar to something we then made and have someone go, you stole my idea. Um, so yeah. I declined a lot of people offering me to take things unless something really caught my attention. I was like, I need to show my team this. Um, and I'd tell the person I was taking it from, that's what I'm doing. So they know full, fully up front. Um, but there were times where people, you know, that the conversations would happen like that. People are really enjoying X, Y, and Z. We need to do more of this. Um, and how can we make it more interesting? Uh, we always tried to push the envelope a little bit further. And we saw it as an absolute flattery when people mimicked what we did or did their own versions. So when, when people started doing their own plastic, clear or translucent cards, um, yeah. as annoying as that felt at times for my design team, because it kind of took those ideas off our table. Um, they also at the same time was like, hey, well, that's cool. People obviously like them if they're going out and making them themselves. So what can we do next um, to take that one step further and make it a little bit different? Um, and that was always a fun challenge. Cool. So my first system open was the, I think it was 2018 at, well, at Birmingham. Yep. So, And I was like so happy to be going because the, participation prize was the damage deck damage deck yeah it was was that yeah that was must have been oh my what year my yeah maybe didn't get my years wrong that must have been 2018 yeah god yeah so 2017 was vader yeah so it would in the boba fett damage deck yeah yeah and i i mean i saw the templates and i was new to x-wing and i got pounded in my first two games so i was never going to get them but seeing mm. op and stuff like that i was just in complete awe because boba fett i don't know why He's my favourite character. Yeah, I think a lot of people will say that. Oh, he's five <laughs> lines and he dies in ignominy in a movie. Come on. He doesn't die. Yeah. <laughs> Retcon. Retcon. I mean, did you see him die? Retcon. Did you see him die? <laughs> did you see this sorry excuse for him getting out of the, the Sarlax pit that they did? Was there a funeral? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see him getting cut in half? Oh, wait, it's Star Wars. That doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I, I have one one last question, actually. I've just remembered about Alex, and it's weirdly specific. Um, and okay. it's, from, it's from a guy called Lorenzo Marasca from Italy. Okay. Um, and, uh, do you remember Lorenzo? Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. Okay, so he, he asks, do you ever wake up sweating at night, regretting not handing over the third target lock of the System Open Series 2017 set to a heartbroken, bald, yet handsome Italian who had just lost the final game in Madrid. <laughs> and and I, said, I said, that's weirdly specific. And he said, yes. So now you must ask it word for word. So there we go. <laughs> those, God, those target locks. So the fun thing about those target locks, um, more members of staff had them than people won um, wow. because they were so hard to win. You had to go 9-0, and I think, mm-hmm. um, to get them because the format was nuts back then. Um, it might have been 9-0. and was it, You had to go unbeaten to get the, the, the final set. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still have mine somewhere, I think. Um, Is somebody else going to have them after the 6th of February? Well, yeah, I think they are actually in the. Um, maybe I should send them to someone else instead. <laughs> it's my birthday on the tenth of February. Oh, so, good to know. Just four days and, too late, Liam. 
No. Have, have a word with your mum for not giving birth to you four days earlier. It's, it's um, my birthday um, this Friday. What have you guys done for me for today? Hey, if we're talking well, like non we're going to do days that aren't on the day. I was going to get you. So, I was going to get you a drink on the sit take at the sit take Oh, thank at you. Least. <laughs> and I did offer to lend you any ship you needed. You did, like, yes, you did. Yep. Yeah. Although I'm, I'm, I think I might try and bring out the twin lancers again, even though it won't work, um, <laughs> just because it's nostalgic for me. Just, just a little the, bit. The model's like, beautiful. It yeah, is. plus, yeah, I've also got two very beautifully painted ones, courtesy <laughs> of um, the European community when I, I left, which is very nice. Alex, I, I just need to warn you that Element Games is a licensed venue, and I hope that oh, you've great. got an Uber, an Uber booked um, for whatever <laughs> it is you <laughs> Well, I tell you what, that reminds me, you're talking about favourite memories. Um, that, oh, actually, that's reminded me. So when the Polish system opened, um, I was working with Legion Poland. They were kind of they got my guys on the ground, finding the venue, doing everything. And they sent me the floor plan. I loved it. Brilliant. I had no idea I was booking a brewery. I had absolutely <laughs> no idea that that's what it was until I got there. And I was like, everyone's got a beer in their hands. This is interesting. Like, this is like setup day. And then I realized where it's a brewery and obviously sampled the beers. Very nice. Um, and because they, none of them there really worked for me, I had a couple of people come there, but they were kind of doing it out of their own. They, they, they weren't my usual team. Um, round one went off, and no word of a lie, everyone in the room had a beer. Um, this is what 10 a.m. Um, and yeah, and one of the judges came over to me and gave me a, a I think it's about a liter stein of beer. Uh, and I was like, I'm working. And then when I realized that every judge was walking around with a beer in their hand, I thought, oh, well, you know what, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> when it's unprofessional out. not to have yeah. one i think it would have been rude to say no yeah <laughs> oh fantastic uh, wow okay um that that has been super super enlightening and really 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 interesting um to have a, an opportunity to talk to you about this stuff alex i'm massively looking forward to seeing you um at the set taker open um and uh, i think uh, as i say i think you're, you're gonna have to maybe um kind of bring some saline drips or something like that to help yourself to stay <laughs> hydrated from the amount of alcohol that is going to be pressed into your hands. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I just want to thank you um, on behalf of all the cis takers in the community. You know, we we grew to be quite a big community because the OP was engaging, because the game was engaging, because, you know, there was stuff there that we wanted to get, that we wanted to play for. Um, and, you know, I think that you were personally responsible for, and, and I hear you giving a lot of credit to your team, um, and, and in and of itself, that, that that does you a huge amount of credit that you're not trying to soak up the glory, but you need to be um, aware that you're personally responsible for an awful lot of the success of X-Wing in, in the UK. Um, so I want to thank you on behalf of the Sith Takers and, and dare I say it, the broader community for all the work that you did. Um, we miss you in the community and we miss the uh, the events. And I know it's not entirely um, AMG's fault that they've stopped, you know, COVID being a thing. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of stopping it from happening at the minute. But um, yeah, I, I just wanted to, to put myself on record as, as saying huge, massive thank you for everything that you did uh, for the game. Oh, thank you. That's, that means more to me than I think you realise, so thank you very much. You're welcome. So now we're going to talk about something completely different. Um, do we, and do you know what? I don't want to talk about the trilogy tournament. Um, so leave it for now. Well, really yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, like you got two options. We could either do the sign out now, and then we can talk about the event and our editor in, or we can just talk about trilogy next week. 
Yeah, we'll talk about trilogy next week because yeah. otherwise it's just going to be a bit of ovens. Um, no, the, no the one wants to hear about how out. me and Rich uh, stuffed up this week. So <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I won. Yeah, um, I'd like to hear about it to be honest. Oh, you'll hear you can hear about it next week. Um, I, I think I was more than vocal enough in the Sif Taker chat. <laughs> All that matters, Liam, is I'm a winner and they're both losers. Yeah, yeah. There, there you go. No. We, we've done it anyway. Great, great team mentality. <laughs> um, so I, I just want to do a, a few bits of um, information about Sif Taker Open. We sent an email out to everybody a few weeks ago talking about kind of COVID guidelines and that kind of stuff. Um, something that isn't going to change is that we do want people to be vaccinated and tested before they come. And um, if you're traveling internationally, then your um, whatever test it ha- is that you have to do at the airport in order to be allowed to enter the country is sufficient. You don't need to test again. Lateral flow or PCR, we're not bothered, but please do test um, because it's really important that we don't become um, a hub for spreading. Um, and we may check tests, so we may check vaccination status. I don't want to have to, um, but if I start getting an indication that I need to, then I will. Um, depending on government guidance at the time, um, we may relax the need for masks. But at the moment, masking indoors in non-ventilated crowded spaces um, is is in government guidance. Um, Element is a big venue, but at 130 plus people, it's going to be very, very crowded and it isn't very well ventilated. So um, unless you can avoid wearing a mask or unless you have to avoid wearing a mask for medical purposes, even if it's not um, government mandate, government mandate, I will be wearing a mask. Um, I would encourage you to. But if the government changes its guidance to say that it won't, we won't be mandating it, but we'll be asking people to do so um, instead. So that's that. Um, Tim has opened up the tabletop.to pages um, for both the Saturday event and for the Sunday um, road, who knows what's going on event. Um, We've put a copy of the rules that we're going to be playing on the Sunday. Oh, goodness. Um, Up on the Facebook group. Um, If you want to have a look at those, you can go on and have a look at them. Um, It's basically everything that AMG have leaked, um, kind of compiled into a document and then you know, we're going to try and run with that. Um, so please familiarize yourself with them, unless you're confident that you're going to make cut, in which case it's fine, whatever. Um, and then the last thing I want to say is to anybody traveling internationally um, is please leave room in your luggage for a one meter long black lockable case. Because if you win, I don't want to have to post this lightsaber that I've got sitting next to me to you. You're taking it with you on the day. I um, thought you were referring to something else from your big black long. Liam. <laughs> just bringing the tone down as ever, as ever. The tone, no, but... the tone is never up. <laughs> no, it's it's cool. We've, we've started to get all of the really good, um, the prizes have started to come through. So we've got a whole bunch of stuff from Louis Leong from the, um, the Mandalorian kit that he's um, produced. Um, so that's come through. The lightsabers come through. Um, yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff, and uh, Cogatoo are producing um, all of the participation prizes and all that kind of stuff, um, as well as some of the other uh, prizes. So yeah, everything's going well. I think we're outstanding, a handful of bits and pieces, but um, it's looking like it's going to be super. My stress levels have dropped. I was I was very stressed at one point because I had no prizes, and then suddenly they all just started arriving. I was like, oh yes. 
<laughs> I'm sure that on a it's on a micro level with some of the stress that Alex used to have to cope with in yeah, the product. I've been, I've the been bash, bashing on the doors of customs offices going, let me in and get my stuff. <laughs> I know it's here. I know it's here. Yeah. And I've got money. I can pay for it to be released. <laughs> Please just give me it. I'm not bribing you. I'm just, I want to pay my customers, please. Yeah. Um, I don't have to deal with customs, but I'm, I'm, dealing, with, um, I'm dealing with Etsy suppliers and um, people off the internet that we're buying stuff off and not being responded to but um it's all it's all come good in the end so um yeah so we've got all the prizes and everything in place so we're, we're really just looking forward to to seeing everybody at the event um and then obviously um it's going to be streamed so the first one firecast are going to be there um streaming stuff they're going to be streaming the event itself and then are we doing the draw in the evening alex is it i'm going to be talking to the casting guys about how we're going to do it the original plan was okay. to start when it was just me at 8 p.m yeah, but we're going to try and do something where it works along with the gaming schedule as well. Oh, um, yeah, I'll share I mean, details about how that works. Tim runs like a metronome. Like you'll you'll get at least at, at most like seven and a half minutes between rounds to actually do stuff. <laughs> well, so yes, yeah, so we maybe we'll be running a, a tangent, I think, to some of the rounds. Yeah, because otherwise we will be there all day. <laughs> well, it doesn't doesn't eight pm clash with Liam's pub quiz? I'm I'm doing the pub quiz. <laughs> well volunteered, thank you. Oh. <laughs> hey hey. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're. Uh, I guess it's going to be running through the course of the day at different parts um, on the stream, along with other stream giveaways and stuff like that. So you know, for people that can't attend the event but want to to follow along, um, the Firestone Firecast are, are doing it for us. Um, so Nick has agreed to pass up the opportunity to play. Um, so yeah, um, if you if you tune in, you'll get the early stuff, and we'll be um, promoting more stuff about it as well in the future um yeah if you do want to register um on the tabletop to page if you just search for sith taker open it'll come up on there as well um, uh, can i just do a quick to thing there so yes, um, i've done a quick blurb and basically please use yasby or launch bay next build your list uh copy the url and do the url import into tabletop to uh no cut and paste no drawing pictures with crayons for your list Please, please, please use this because it, it does it does matter because what we want to try and do is we do want to upload this to uh list fortress and stuff like that so if we can get everything in the correct format uh being quite blunt uh if it's not in the correct format i'm just going to delete your list and if you don't have a list in the correct format come uh registration then uh, i'm sorry but i'll drop you so you know do it properly if you need help just ask it's dead easy is this before or after you change my list to a picture of me? Well, if you'd done it properly the first time, I wouldn't have fitted with your <laughs> list. I'm pretty sure I did. Okay. Also, uh, if think... you have any rules questions, um, shoot Daryl a message on Discord. Yeah, to be honest, if you've got rules questions, um, the, there's the Sith Taker channel on Discord or the Messenger um, group. Um, if you ping them over then um that's what we'll get them answered um and we'll pull together a, a a combined document um in in advance of the event um so just for for clarity um because the, the deadline has passed we are playing with what we would refer to as the old rules um so the main sith taker open event is going to be version two rules so uh, first player determined by bid or by a 50 50 roll off at the start of the game and then it stays in place for the rest of the game um and we'll be using the old version of the obstacle rules or the existing version of the obstacle rules. the easiest way to say it is we're using the current rules reference guide um for saturday and the 
current points for Saturday as well. So the main event is being played as proper version two X-Wing. Right, that's us done, I think. Um, I'm just going to do a quick round of houses. Alex, have you got any shout outs you want to do? Any thank yous? Anything else that you want to say? Um, I guess just one final thank you to um, everyone who's bought a ticket to the event um, for the raffle. Thank you so much. Um, thank you to you guys having me on today to talk about it um, and for having me come up to the event very makes it a little bit more interesting than just me sat by myself doing it. Um, and uh, and again, thank you to the guys who are, who are streaming as well at the Firecast. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing everyone again. It's been a while since I've seen you guys or anyone in the X-Wing community, so it's going to be fun. I've just realized that they're called the Firestorm Focus now, not the Firestorm Fire. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I thought they changed names and I couldn't remember what it was. (laughs) Sorry, guys. It's Firestorm Focus or Firecast Focus, maybe? Firecast Focus. Um, Focus Apologies, Dominic Dominic and Pond. (laughs) (laughs) We'll make up for it at some points in some way. To be fair, they still haven't haven't stung the song they were supposed to do for losing to us. That's true. They They still owe us some karaoke. Um, maybe we can get them to do it at the open. That's oh, I'll, ne- I'll never forget. <laughs> no, why don't we get them to wrap the raffle results? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Liam, you're full of bad ideas, but I love you for it. <laughs> They're the best bad ideas, are they not? <laughs> They're definitely the worst ideas I've ever heard. <laughs> They're just filler ideas. Liam, while you're talking, have you got any shout-outs other than Board in Brum? I'm going to shout-out Board in Brum, yep. uh, and I'm going to shout-out you guys for putting up with me. Oh, thank you. Uh, Cheers. Uh, uh, ben? And, yeah, I'm going to shout-out Ben for about to... Because sh- he's about to shout-out me. All right, right. Ben? I wasn't going to shout-out Liam. I'd never do that. It's a bad idea. Just I was I was going to shout out that um, just to remind everyone that the the league the Sift Taker League starting again on the seventh of February, so it's the the week the 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 Monday after the Sift Taker Open. So this link's gone out and everything. If everyone wants to sign up, yeah, um, check your um, check your tabletop to um, because you will be added into a league unless you've dropped. Um, yes, so new people. See which one you're in. Yeah, if if you're yeah, already in it, you don't need to place. do anything. Yeah, um, if you're already in it, you don't need to do anything. But you can check tabletop to you in the next few weeks, and you'll be populated into a league automatically. Um, and then <laughs> gets through it. Fantastic. Yeah, it takes a long time. That's so I have to get myself geared up for it. <laughs> <laughs> Admin, love it. All right, yeah. Tim, have you any shout outs you want to do? Um, no, not massive. I, I will just um, shout out Nobby for running an event because I haven't had a lot on at the moment. So a uh, nice team event to get us going. And just um, really excited for the Sift Taker Open. So uh, looking forward to uh, corralling a load of nerds for a couple of days, uh, along with Rich and Daryl. So, uh, yeah, should be a good weekend. Yeah, and Chris. We've got we've got uh, yeah. four, a, a tight team of four. And... Uh, Praying, hoping, and praying that tabletop TO doesn't fall over, and we have to go back on an archaic version of Cryodex or paper or whatever. Uh, <laughs> easy, we'll have it sorted. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Right, um, that's us all done. So uh, all that's left to do is to say goodbye. So it's goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. Goodbye from Ben. Bye. Goodbye from Alex. Goodbye. <laughs>
I did them in the wrong. I was going to do Liam, and I was going to leave you to the end, Alex. But never mind, I've done it now. <laughs> just don't do Liam now. Just leave him out completely. Uh, <laughs> do me, do me. Oh, so I can do it. Goodbye. I can just go toodles. <laughs> goodbye from Liam. Toodles. Toodles. <laughs> That's goodbye for me. Ta-da. Thanks for joining us. that all night Liam <laughs> honestly it's a girthy brat burst <laughs> I've, I've seen you eat so I, I can imagine how big that is seriously Fuck guys this, this is the content that our listeners tune in for and <laughs> Tim's probably recording anyway of course he is <laughs> we're hoping for mashed potato gold again Oh, no, that's an in-joke. <laughs> right, I've got it all out of my system now. I'm a grown-up again. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Until all my right, child I'll... comes running in. I'll start in a second. Hello there, Which and welcome... <sighs> this is the exasperated sigh, Liam, that you heard every single day at secondary <laughs> school. And now I'm don't buy it. He wasn't at secondary school. We don't have them where he lives. <laughs> right, hang on. Let me start. Let me start. Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the... Gone. Try sure you've done this before. And once or twice. <laughs> you know what? You're embarrassing yourself in front of Alex. <laughs> no, I'm all giddy. Um, we've never had a proper guest on before. <laughs> oh, well, here's the outro anyway. Outtakes. Here we go. Right, I'm going to start now. <laughs>